Hey guys, welcome to the Lucky Cat Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and today we're going to talk about insecurities and self-acceptance. But before we dive into this episode, let's talk a little bit about my life so far, just a little life update session. So either way, um, last weekend I had a choir field trip to Tennessee and it was very interesting. We got to watch several like live shows and also we got to go to Dollywood and before I went to I went on a trip all my friends were really showing me these horrible hotel reviews and there was like these pictures of these weird stains blood stains mold and people were claiming that the hotel smelled like pee and the room smelled like just piss and there was like roaches Overall, just not a very positive experience based off of the online reviews. And I was very scared. I was quaking in my pants, guys. I was thinking, OMG, I'm going to get, like, I don't know, bed bugs, And I'm going to be sleeping in somebody's um, not-so-cute stuff, bodily fluids. And this is not going to be a great trip. <laughs> so, yeah, very, very scared. But we left school on Friday after school. Oh, yeah, we left for a trip Friday after school, packed everything up. I love packing for things. I just love thinking about outfits and just overall just putting everything in a container and taking out the house and going on a trip with it is a very satisfying moment for me. And we went on a bus, left on a bus. I was sleeping and acting like a crackhead. I love traveling with my choir group because I get to sing my heart out on the buses and it's really really fun we first headed to a country theater show and not gonna lie not a country fan definitely don't like country music and I was very very dreading this whole entire theater performance because I was thinking okay so I'll be sitting there for two hours listening to old people sing about trucks and that's not really a vibe for me but little do I did I know that I was very very wrong and I'm gonna become the biggest country fangirl of all times during this performance i was screaming my lungs out i just burped i was screaming my lungs out literally such a great performance the music was not 10 out of 10 obviously don't like country music but the performance the performers was 10 out of 10 there is this old lady i mean she's not that old like probably middle age but a little bit older middle age but she was gorgeous like hot i literally had like a reawakening when i saw her she was wearing the most beautiful outfits. Her voice is 10 out of 10. Her stage presence, amazing. And I was just fangirling with all my other friends. We're like, OMG, she's such a hottie. Let's go. And then this guy had the most amazing voice of a lifetime. Like, he can sing anything. He can literally sing to me about turds and poop and, like, a horse crap. And I would literally faint and die because his voice was oh so great. And all the comedy bits, all the comedy scenes, and all the dancing. Also, there's this guy on there. Oh my gosh, shout out to Doug. I don't know, that's his name, but he was hot. But we all have this theory that he's gay because, you know, we can just sense it. But either way, I don't care. He was hot. He was dancing. His dancing is amazing. Very amazing. Very passionate. 10 out of 10. Literally everybody on there was doing their thing, going their, going for their greatest lives. And I was feeling it. I was screaming my lungs out. Um, majority audience were literally grandpas and grandmas. So we were literally just hyping the whole entire place up while these grandpas and grandmas was just there chilling. It was so funny. And um, we got to have a backstage tour. 
And there's a scene where this dude, like comedic relief, I guess, was dressed up as like a grandma. And he had these big juggling titties. Like they were very, very saggy titties. And I guess one of our friends asked, like, yo, can you show us those titties? And he was like, yeah. So he took us back to his little changing room. And he showed us, like, this big hanging juggalo-looking thing. And it was, like, made out of rice and stuffing, which was really cool. But behind the scenes, cool experience, really fun. It kind of gave me a love, a newfound love for country music. Not gonna lie, guys. I'm slowly becoming a country fan. Become a true Kentuckian for once in my life. Right in my element. And then next thing, we went to the hotel and we walked in. I had a waft of just like mold smell hit my face. And I was like, oh, okay. And I have this fear, I think everyone does, of just sleeping in like a hotel bed sheet. Because something about it just doesn't seem very sanitary to me. And I'm me putting my face on like a random rando's pillowcase is just very scary. So I did bring my own pillowcase. But I just thought, you know what, humans are tough, gonna suck it up, if I get a disease and a lawsuit and money, here I come. And I think we got one of the better rooms compared to everyone else's, there were literally some mold, but it was okay. I mean, I'm not really that, like, crazy person, like, if you give me a bed and, like, a proper place to sleep in, then I really don't care. But one of my friends literally got, like, he literally had bloodstains on his pillowcase, and we were just like, yo, glad it wasn't me. Um, I get really, really, like, a clean freak whenever I'm at hotels like I want everything to be in order so I end up like organizing everyone's stuff and I need all my stuff to be organized and I need everything to be wiped down and that's completely different from me at home I literally like I said I live in pigsty when I'm at home I my room is musty but at the hotel ultimate clean freak I was cleaning everything we put our swimsuit on and decided to go hop into the pool and the pool was very musty it smelled pretty i don't know i had that really musty bo smell because everybody just in their in their stinky feet hopped into the pool but it was fun it was like a lukewarm like the pool was really lukewarm it felt very nasty and icky to me but it was cool um stayed in the hot tub playing in the pool and went back upstairs and you know just we played cards against humanity i wasn't enjoying the game as I well because Cards Against Humanity really depends on the audience. I'm not the audience, but like who you're playing with, and I just didn't enjoy it. And we did what everything everyone does when they have like little hotel stays with your friends and buddies. We just talked about fun, cool things, and then one of my friends decided to re-smut to us, and we just like you know laying in bed and chilled. And next day we went to Dollywood. It was our first time going to Dollywood, guys. And I'm sorry if that hurts if it hurts anyone, but I don't know much about Dolly like I've heard of her but I don't listen to her music don't know anything about her and everybody seems to be glorifying her here and I was like no idea who she is and I mean I do know who she is but like you know not like no no but enjoyed her amusement park though I'm literally an adrenaline junkie I'll ride every single ride on this dang herb I don't care what it is and I don't know i feel like that day i was so dead inside all the rides i kind of just sat there in and just like laughed a little bit but i didn't it wasn't extreme enough i want to ride the most extreme ride in this world that shots me like 350 feet up into the, i don't know if that's the correct length but i just want the most extreme ride ever and none of the rides were extreme enough for me and all my friends were like shocked and i'm like yeah i literally rode like a big ass roller coaster made out of wood that jiggled me around and everybody claimed to get them like severe bruises and no one ride it with me so i did it by myself and i literally sat there in like a straight face 
very bored out. But I think the most exciting ride I've ever written in my life, which is like not necessarily scary, but it was just really fun, was like the like the one of the, the Velociraptor ride at Universal. It was so fun. But yeah, um, I loved the park. It was really cute. Um, I, one of the biggest things I love doing going to is like cute little shops within amusement parks, and I managed to find this cute candle store. I've been wanting some wax melts for a while because my room smells like crap, but. I got this cute cat candle. I love it. It's so cute. I'm not going to light it because my dad doesn't allow me to light stuff in the house because he thinks I'm going to burn the building down, which I think I probably would. And um, I'm staring at it right now, and I think it's the cutest little cat candle I've ever seen. I don't know what I should name it yet. I'm probably just going to name it Lucky Cat. <laughs> OMG, my podcast name. Um, Yeah. And it was really cool hanging out, hanging out with my friends. Also, the weather was definitely not on our side. It was raining for, like, the first two days. But honestly, raining was just slight drizzles. And it kind of kept the crowd away. And it was n- not burning us up. And I think having, like, cloudy weather for amusement parks is definitely the best c- compared to having, like, super sunny weather. So it was really fun hanging out with all my friends, eating food, riding all these rides. I really, really enjoyed it. I think... I really, really love my choir group because everybody's so understanding and kind and they're just there chilling. And took a lot of fun pictures. Nice experience. Yay. Um, next, we went to another like live dinner theater show. Not theater, but like live dinner show. It's called Dick da- Dolly's Stampede or something. And basically, um, if you haven't been there, they split you between the now the south and the north side it was based off like the civil war and we were on the south side and they do like they get people from the audience or they like use their horse horses and do like little competitions and to see which side wins it's so fun oh my god i was screaming my lungs out i'm so competitive and me and my friends were literally just screaming so hard everybody was just looking at us it was so funny and i think it's just such a cool concept and we had to eat with our hands. I mean, they did give us, they get they give us forks, but we were like encouraged to eat with our hands. And the soup and the chicken was ten out of ten. Like they gave us whole entire like chicken, and I was eating. I was screaming, and the show was ten out of ten. I just like low key just started having like a newfound love for just country southern things to be honest because i really fairly enjoyed it and after that we had like a deep talk at the hotel room about all the like animals they were using in a show and we started feeling really bad about them and just having like these deep philosophical like theories about animals and how they feel and it was it was dark guys but um my choir teacher like we were we were wanting to play like cards against humanity and like games all together and we just didn't know where in the hotel to play so my choir teacher literally asked the front desk and they managed to get us a conference room on the very top floor and there's like restrooms and just like everything in there which like okay okay and it was really fun um i was in a really irritable mood and because i was sleepy also highly constipated because i was not eating proper food so i just could not poop (laughs) so i was constipated and sleepy equals Anna being the ultimate bitch. So I kind of wanted to punch every single person in a room and just not a vibe. But I still had a fun time playing the games. And we played this one game called 
uh well we also played would you rather not would you rather we played have I, never have I ever card game which is really cool and then we played a coin game which is like a person would whisper like who's most likely questions to the person next to them and that person has to pick based off of that whatever they whisper in the air and you toss a coin we use a virtual coin on my phone and if you get tells you have to tell them and if you get head you keep it in your head so for example if i whisper to jimmy who's most likely to become a stripper and then jimmy will point at sandra and sandra will be like omg what is it and then jimmy would press the coin tosser or toss your actual coin and if it's tells they will tell samantha sandra and sandra will be like oh my god jimmy you think i'm a stripper or if they don't they just be like okay move on and then sandra will be like omg jimmy you won't tell me and then yeah that was the game and during the beginning, I was very bored. I was like, no one's picking me. And there's always these people who gets picked for everything. <laughs> and people started picking me more. And this guy kept on picking me for almost everything ever. And you know, like, 50% of it's probably inappropriate. And I really wanted to know, but he always gets head. And I'm like, bruh. But I got tells for a few things. And I'm always related to just, like, murder. <laughs> Who's most likely to get away with murder? Um, What else? I think that was the most memorable one. And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) Obviously, mm, murder, part of my personality, guys. Let's get into it, yeah. Um, Really cool. It was really sleepy. It was really bitchy, but still fun. Enjoyed it. Next day, we woke up, and we went to an outlet, and we shopped our heart out. I literally bought a whole bunch of crap, and I'm broke now. But I ended up getting, like, a skirt, and then... Ajibis for my Crocs, guys. I used to be a Croc hater, but now I'm a Croc lover. I love Crocs. If you hate Crocs, then suck it up because I think they're pretty cool and comfortable. And personalization, anything that involves personalization for me is 10 out of 10. And I got some cool gibbets. And what else did I get, guys? Oh, yeah, a car air freshener. I'm a dummy, and I got the wrong type of, like, air freshener. I got, like, the visor one. Like, you could clip on your visor, but I wanted one you could clip on the actual, like, AC. So I was very pissed. But it's okay, it works. Because my car smells like an old person. My room stinks, my car stinks, everything that I have stinks, guys. Um, or I get, like, paranoid about it. And I just want my surroundings to smell good. Um, what else did I get? I think that's it. I don't know. Oh, I also got period panties. It's, like, underwear you can wear that, like, kind of deals with your period instead of wearing pads and tampons i'll update you guys on how it works um yeah you know and then after that we kind of went back to home and came back around three and right after that just spent my day being boring and sad another thing like i said from my last episode is that i've been feeling very blank dead and unmotivated lately senioritis hitting hard and i was sitting in class in my english 101 in class which is the only class left that i have like serious work in everything else is just me laying around doing absolutely nothing but for the past like few weeks of being in there i've been listening to music and just avoiding all work and assignments and doing absolutely nothing and my teacher was like guys your synthesis paper aka one of the biggest papers in the whole course is due on tuesday and lo and behold it was monday and i was like what (laughs) my mind literally finally started twisting like, I felt a physical change in my mindset, and I was like, oh, crap. I have this fat four-page essay that involves, like, six research articles for sourcing that is due the next day. 
and my teacher was begging us to finish it. She's like, you have to turn it on Tuesday, no exceptions, grades are due, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. So my body, my mind started functioning once more, and I had the motivation to start doing my assignment. And I think it was the truest, most purest form of procrastination I have performed all school year. Because I am, like, not necessarily like an overachiever, but I have like brain cells enough to know that oh I need to get this assignment done I need to do it and majority of the time I turn in my work on time so I've never felt a more sense of rush and procrastination I've ever felt in my life and I started my first paragraph guys I managed to do my first paragraph and I grinded my brain cells out like after school all day and I managed to get like three paragraphs done and I was like one or two pages away from finishing and I hate writing research papers. It makes you want to die every single dang day. And I was really just grinding my butt out. And all my friends were like, oh my god, Anna, don't die. You got this, you got this. And I managed to finish it, guys. The next day at school, I finished the rest of it in class. And I was like, yeah. So I think that if you want to cure yourself from senioritis or just motivation, just procrastinate to the very, very last minute on an actually important assignment until your brain gets shocked into just reality and it, it, it will be fixed so i'm pretty thankful that i really decided to really really procrastinate until things get really serious and my mind blockage slowly faded away and now i have this big portfolio that i have to do that i'm also going to procrastinate on until tomorrow because i'll be skipping school <laughs> um another thing that i've been dealing with is i'm having i'm having like slight anxiety over this podcast Last episode was low-key kind of trash, and I think it's also due to my mind blockage. I wasn't functioning or thinking whatsoever, and I really struggled, and I've been just paranoid about people not enjoying what I'm saying and doing, and they think I'm trash, but at the end of the day, like, I don't really truly care about how much people listen to it, and I just enjoy speaking to myself, not gonna lie, and I think it's fun. So I need I just I just need to remember my ultimate mission for this podcast and not get off the road and start getting paranoid. And I did have a lot of anxiety. I was begging all my close friends to listen to it so they can tell me and give me feedback. But yeah, it kept me a little bit quaky all day. And biggest thing ever, I'm balding. I'm seriously I've been doing this for a while now, but I'm seriously balding, guys. And it's because I dye my hair too much. I've been bleaching it too much. I'm suffering from the consequences, but I'm losing a lot of hair. And my dad, my split ends are dead. I've been telling people to fill my hair lately. And they, one of them claimed that it feels like a raccoon head. It feels like a raccoon tail. And it straight up feels like hay. And I've been thinking about getting a haircut to get all these split ends off. But I've been paranoid about getting a haircut. Because I like having long hair. And I don't want to look like Edna and Dora the Explorer. And be made fun of. So I really don't know, guys. But I'm balding. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's start today's topic about self Oh yeah, insecurities and self-acceptance. So what are insecurities? I'm pretty sure that everyone's really familiar about insecurities because no matter how perfect you may perceive someone as, everyone in this world will always have things that they dislike about themselves or they find as a weakness or things they want to avoid. And just, you know, everybody has insecurities. And a lot of insecurities kind of derive from personal experiences, things they have been through, comments they have received, social media, self-comparison. Literally almost every single thing that happens to you on a day-to-day basis can influence how you think about yourself, either physically or just mentally. 
spiritually whatever it is and i think it's completely normal and okay to have insecurities and obviously just like how i said on the very very on the second episode of my podcast is how you resolve it and also how you deal with it that really truly matters and i kind of wanted to just like have a little moment where i kind of share my own personal insecurities and low-key i was thinking wait am i digging like a hole for myself because people who listen to this can easily use all these things i'm saying to like low-key bully me or like mention about it to me and i'm just thinking well there's always people out there who enjoys authenticity and vulnerability because it makes them feel relatable and also makes them understand that there's other people out there who also struggle with the same thing and deals with it and there are some people out there who i view as like perfect or who i view as confident and happy and then one day i learn about oh they're actually insecure about this or that and it makes me feel better (laughs) that sounds really really bad but it makes me feel more safe and comforting and reassured that people are much more similar and alike than you think. And it just it just makes me feel nice that, you know, people who I view as perfect are also imperfect and that it's okay. So I'm gonna share some of my own and if someone out here is taking it and using it against me, then I'll know that oh my god, you're listening to my podcast. And also I'm so used to these things that at this point, if people mention about it to me, I simply just don't care because their opinion really don't matter. And I think the biggest people that comment on my insecurities that I actually end up caring about is like people that I'm really, really close to, to be honest, because they matter to me. But either way, I like to classify insecurities into two types one is long term those are basically like physical attributes that you probably can't change about yourself ever or insecurities that probably will not change unless involved a lot of time and effort and then other one is short term which is like short small insecurities that you have every now and then because certain situations like your outfits or the state of your hair on your that day or just like small little events that you're like insecure about but then you probably get over with um majority of them i'm gonna talk about long term because i feel like those are the most important things that people kind of deal with and shapes them than like short little moments of insecurities that you might have i think number one every teen even adults that deal with is acne i am i have a very very oily face very very acne prone literally get pimples almost every single day they just pop out and they're like short moments that i don't get a lot of acne but then what drags me down the most is definitely like hyperpigmentation and if you don't know what hyperpigmentation is it's basically just like acne scars and also the dark spots that are left from past impurities and one thing about me is that i wear makeup um i wear makeup every single day to school like i put on a full face of foundation concealer powder highlight blush every single morning and at this point it's part of my ritual like I love just sitting down and just putting everything on my face and I do it for myself and I really enjoy it but I feel like I begin starting to have this mass interest into skincare and also just makeup because I wanted to cover up my acne and I think everyone just has a very negative perception to just pimples although it's like completely normal and okay for people to have them and i think 
honestly, literally not a lot of people at school cares much about acne. And whenever I see people with acne, I'm just like, okay, she has acne, okay, bye. But I feel like my mom and dad definitely really beat me down on my acne because they just didn't understand it. Like, what are these things on your face? Is your face okay? You need to wash it, whatever. And I'm just like, bruh, if I can just wash my dang face and these things will go away, wow, OMG, so cool. No. And it's it's not it's unavoidable you know your hormones are changing whatever it is and same thing with like makeup and just not having everything on your face showing is really scary and like when you're put in situations where you're like you're sleeping in a hotel with your friends or you're having a sleepover where you're forced to take your makeup off and let me tell you guys something whenever i see people who doesn't have any makeup on like you're black <laughs> they're um uh, eye bags are showing, their eye bags are showing, did I just say that two twice, their makeup, I mean, their acnes are showing, their dark spots are whatever it is showing, and they have their glasses on, they have their contacts in, their hair is in a messy bun, or their hair is a mess, they're in pajamas, slippers, when people are not dressed up, and just in their comfortable clothes, they're dressed down, I think it's a vibe, I feel like there's some type of attractiveness to people when people just are 100% chill, they're not dressed up and just in their pajamas. And yeah, like low-key enjoy people just being their natural selves and not always being pressured to wear makeup or put, put their hair a certain way or whatever it is. I find it very comforting and nice and I think it's a vibe. And I like that idea. Like, I just think that dressing down and not having to dress up all the time and just wearing whatever is comfortable is totally a vibe and is okay. So if anyone around me, like, feel pressured to, like, take your makeup off or not be dressed up and be perfect, you're totally fine because I think it's it's completely chill and okay. And I, I even think it's better than usual. So it's totally chill. But acne is definitely something that I've been insecure about. But I've been slowly just accepting and realizing that not a lot of people realize that you have that pimple on your face or care enough to focus on your face that much. I remember one of my friends who I used to be friends with, whenever I told her that I struggled with acne, she's like, you have acne? (laughs) I don't even realize it. Like, I don't even care. And a lot of times whenever I see people with acne on their face or having that breakout, I just look at it and be like, okay, bye, continue. You know, and if you do struggle with like getting bullied or people making fun of your skin and things like that, I think the best thing for you to do is kind of just like really just you have to develop a sense of level for yourself, like a sense of stand, like a set of standards. You know, you have to realize that you're much higher level than those people who make fun of your your skin because every now and then I do get like you know, disheartening comments about my face and my my acne. I still remember it. Like, I remember every single bit of it, guys. I cannot forget. But I, throughout time, I gained more confidence for myself, and I also gained standards for myself. I'm not going to be allowing people who are definitely not on the same level as I do, either on intelligence or confidence level, whatever the heck that makes them think that it's okay to bully people for their insecurities, to not get to me, you know? And obviously, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna, I, I can't really think of a legit, like a good way to prevent those from happening because I think there's always going to be insecure people out there who's harming others. But um, 
you have to develop a higher level for yourself and standards, and you have to realize that those comments are insignificant just as much as their existence, and you're gonna have a way better life than they do, obviously, and you have to get over those comments, you know? And that's what I have done quite a bit, is just developing a higher sense of accept, like a higher sense of respect for myself and not letting those things get to me because they're unavoidable. Um, next thing is definitely my shoulders. I literally, biggest insecurity of all times. Biggest, I think, for my whole entire self-existence. And I've always had pretty broad shoulders. And when I gain weight or whatever it is, it always goes to my shoulders. I think my mom has commented on me so many times. My grandma, oh my god, my grandma. She's like, Anna, you have such a great looking face. You're honestly pretty skinny. But the only flaw about you is that you have big shoulders. And I'm like, thanks for telling me that. It's not like I have not realized that and look into the mirror every single day and avoid wearing certain types of clothes because I feel insecure. But for the longest time of my whole hair flipping Anna life is that I've avoided wearing a lot of clothing items that requires me to reveal my shoulders to the world. And every now and then, I've gotten comfortable enough to like wear a tank. Like I've always wanted to wear cute tanks that has cute designs or strap, spaghetti strap dresses and skirts because they're trendy now and they're so pretty and gorgeous. And I get so jealous of people who have pretty skinny shoulders and they wear those things on a daily basis. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. And I think I'm still in the process of learning to accept the fact that I have broad shoulders and every now and then I still go back to my old roots and feel insecure about certain clothes or things I wear and I think it's okay you can't force yourself to completely get over something but little small moments that made me feel proud of myself is definitely prom um if you guys have not seen my prom dress it's literally a bodycon dress kind of like a fitting dress and it's literally spaghetti straps not a dress I'll ever expect me to ever wear for prom if you've seen like my beginning prom inspo pics is completely different from my original dress that I got but what I believe is that there's always certain situations where it pushes you out of your comfort zone and in this case it's definitely fashion and what you wear and I was very very scared about prom I'm obviously excited about the event but definitely a lot of dresses that are sold in prom stores and all the pretty ones at least they're all are like spaghetti strap dresses or dresses that doesn't involve hiding your shoulders and i was i felt very scared going prom dress shopping because literally all of the freaking changing rooms don't have like your own personal mirrors like you have to walk out in front of everyone's mom dad grandma whatever the freak whoever is like at the store and be placed in front of this big mirror outside of the store and i was shopping with my sister and her friend and i literally consider them as like they're literally so pretty and they have like the perfect bodies and i'm just here like stubby short anna with big broad shoulders so i felt a lot of pressure just going out with my dress on and just shopping for my dress properly and the whole entire time i was just feeling very very insecure about myself and i was just not in my element obviously did not end up getting a dress and i was very stressed out for days thinking oh my gosh like why can i not properly find a dress for myself what am i gonna wear felt very scared but one day i was at the mall and i went to windsor i got like a pretty cheap dress store and i put on several different dresses and i was just thinking okay anna you're fine like there's so many people out there gonna wear 
the same dresses and they're gonna be confident and happy you can do the same thing and i put my prom dress on and i first i was just thinking my stomach fat i don't like it i don't want it my shoulders are showing i hate it and my mom was like oh my jay looks so pretty and my sister approved of it and another thing guys if you feel insecure about something ever always listen to an outside source like a fresh new pair of eyes people view you differently i feel like that makes you feel better but people view you differently than how you view yourself what you find as like ugly whatever it is some of it find it as beautiful or just normal you know so i was whenever my mom compliments me on something most likely it means probably it's good but i was just thinking oh my god maybe i do like this dress maybe it is kind of cute and i was low-key vibing and i did not expect myself to pick something like that you know i was expecting to pick like a bigger gown that high in my stomach and maybe like a sleeve dress that high in my shoulders but wearing that dress really put me in my element and made me realize that maybe my body is not that bad after all so if you're ever insecure about like a part of your body you know what i mean just be patient and also try to challenge yourself to get out of that comfort zone by wearing things you always wanted to wear but you didn't know you could wear or just you know you'll eventually come across a day where you have to do these things or you gain this sudden sudden like sudden ounce of confidence that changes everything and i feel like prom and wearing that dress made me realize that oh maybe i do love my body or oh maybe this wasn't that bad after all so you know i found this new comfort in wearing some items that reveal my shoulders now and obviously, definitely not 100% gone. There's still days where I look at myself and I'm just thinking, gosh, I hate my stomach fat or oh my gosh, I hate my shoulders. And I revert back into wearing like a hoodie for to school or whatever it is. And I revert back to wearing my good old cardigan. And that's totally fine, you know? Nothing wrong with it. Completely okay. Just do whatever you feel most comfortable. And when you do feel sexy, when you do feel great and you want to show off whatever feature you want to show off, show them off. And I think it's just something you have to deal with and live with. And by time, when you do certain things or go through certain events, it will slowly change your mindset and direction on whatever you feel very insecure about. And you slowly start to accept yourself over. Another thing is keratosis pilaris. I hopefully I pronounced it correctly. But basically, it is a skin blem- like blemish issue, I think. Um, there's a little bumps that is on your shoulders. I have them and some of they can, they can get like when you feel my shoulders, it feels very bumpy and they're like, you can see they're like little red dots and I have them all over my shoulders. I used to get them in my thighs and it's one of those things where I literally cried in the restroom over when I was in middle school thinking, why, why am I cursed with this stupid these little microscopic dots on my hands and i mean on my arms they look so ugly i have broad shoulders and now i have these ugly dots to like sprinkle on top and i remember i had asked my parents to like go to some kind of skin doctor and went to this sus ass doctor in chinatown and he was like yeah man like this thing is not gonna fade away ever people have it like for the rest of their lives and only thing and the only thing that can go well for is that when you age it kind of fades away a little bit and i was really on the verge of tears like that was like i think that was my biggest life problems back then 
is these stupid little dots in my arms. And he prescribed, like, some kind of weird, like, medicine. It was literally, like, Cetaphil lotion, and you have to mix it in this white, random, sus-ass jar filled with, like, meds. And he said you have to apply it on with alfil every single day or it won't work. And my parents spent quite a bit of money on it. And obviously, if you give a medicine that requires me to take it, like, every single day, okay, rub it in my skin, I'm obviously going to skip a day or forget. So I did. And at one point, I kind of just gave up. And I just started to not care. And, you know, facial impurities like moles or just scarring, um, skin issues like keratospolaris or just like, um, what's it called? What the frick is it called? Like, when your skin gets stretched out and you get like these marks. I forgot what it was called. But these things, you know, I feel like people get really paranoid about and they tend to think about all day long and avoid wearing certain types of clothing because they don't want to show it. It goes away with time, guys. I trust you with everything. You have bigger things you're going to worry about that's going to take up a chunk of your mind. And I remember back then, that was the most biggest insecurity I used to cry over every single day, stress out about every single day. And now I can care less about all these little bumps, lumps, scars on my skin. Because I slowly start to realize that people around me don't flippin' care. And they don't even realize it until I mention about it. And and a funny thing was that I realized that one of my friends have it too. And we were at the hotel. She's like, oh yeah, guys, I have keratose polaris. And my mind got to just blinked. Where I was like, oh my god, you have keratose polaris? And, And then, you know, I don't even realize it when other people do. And we get so hyper fixated on whatever flaw we have. We just forget to enjoy the times. And also, I think it's also a fun way to bond with people. You tell people, like, oh my god, I have this scar here. And they're like, OMG, me too. Or I have this skin problem here. OMG, me too. And it feels nice to know there's other people there who deals with the same situation that you have. And they're surviving, they're living, and you think they're the most best fun person ever, you know? And it's really great. Um, another thing is definitely my hair um lots of insecurities over that considering i'm balding and it's nasty but i think that's a short term you know i have several hair mess mess ups and bad hair days and it happens and i swear no one realizes either i think the biggest pattern within all these insecurities is that no one truly cares and realize them and people just live their lives so immersed within whatever they think whatever they care about themselves that no one really stops around and start caring about other people's insecurities. And my common pattern that I realized that I think it's common sense is people who do care about other people's insecurities and comments on them are the most insecure people in, in the world for themselves. And you have to think in that direction sometimes to make yourself feel better and also just understand that it's unavoidable. Um, other things are my height. 4'11", very short felt insecure about that for a hot minute but i think there's a lot of positives when it comes to my beautiful sexy height and i get to buy i don't know i just i just don't care at this point a lot of the stuff i just don't care about anymore and my voice funny thing i have started this podcast and the only thing you can hear about is my voice and i felt very annoyed just listening to my voice to be honest and i think it's still annoying kind of Every time someone turns on my podcast in public or, like, I hear my voice displayed in public on a recording, 
I cringe. Every inch of my body is like, no. But I have several comments. People saying that they enjoy my voice. They like listening to it. And I feel a lot better. And it's great. Um, now it's like the mental stuff, you know? Like, um, for example, I question a lot about my intelligence. And sometimes I lie about certain things to cover up the fact that I'm not that great in certain areas. For example, like, what's your grade? I would just say A, and then you have, like, a B. And I get really, really insecure about my intelligence and just at school. If, like, I have to read my answers out loud or I get called on when I don't want to or put in these situations where I have to display my sense of understanding on certain things... I get really, really insecure about it because I just think that people think I'm stupid. <laughs> and I still do. Not gonna lie. I think it's gonna be a very long term issue that I've been gonna be dealing with for a while to just understand the fact that I can be smart sometimes and I'm not that stupid. But I get really scared to show any type of like flaw when it comes to just like school things sometimes. And, you know, it's just, it's just weird. It fluctuates. And, I guess, like, I have I have a load of lists more of things that I'm insecure about, but they all follow the same pattern. And a lot of it is just fighting the battle within your own head and no one else is, like, caring about it. And it just, it just, it just gets to you. And it's really interesting to me whenever I slowly start to learn more about people and their insecurities you know, spending time with them, and it's just shocking to realize some of the things that people get paranoid over, because, like, I just think it really pushes people back on what their true capabilities are. There's so many people out there who I know will literally flourish and literally become the ultimate goals within life if they would just stop finding this inner battle with themselves that they don't need to fight, you know? And I need to think that more to myself either because I think that I am filled with capability and all these amazing things if only I just stopped doubting myself and having this habit that I've created for a lot of my lives because I kept on focusing my just life and my brain cells on people who are also just insecure commenting on these things that makes me feel this way for the rest of my dang life. I'm telling you, when you say things that you... Are, when you say insensitive things, because I'm not going to lie, I have said so many insensitive things in my life that I cannot think, I did not think over, that I'm afraid that is stuck in someone's mind for the rest of their lives, that plays, that prevented them from doing these things because I'm that big memory that stopped them from doing it, you know? And I need to remind myself that people say these things without thinking and they probably won't even think about it tomorrow morning, but here I am thinking about it for the rest of my life. I need to start thinking in that direction. And like I said, there's so many stuff that that I know about people that they are afraid over that they don't want to do that I wish that they wake up one day and realize that, yo, I can do it and I'll be fine because they will literally flourish. And I feel also very comforting when people trust you enough to share about these things about them if anyone out there trusted you enough to reveal things about themselves that they don't feel confident about literally be 
thankful and happy and also be the person who helps them get over that fear you know like they're they trust you enough to like really share them about things that you can easily make them feel horrible over and I think my biggest thing is definitely wanting to help people get over those things and help them out and be also just very very understanding and not judgmental I think the biggest thing that puts people away from being their true self and just accepting themselves is like the fear of people not accepting them or not liking them because they are scared of judgment and the more people who are open the more people who are chill the more people you surround yourself with that are give you a safe and happy feeling to be yourself the more chances someone can truly just be happy and accept themselves and for me I still feel very very paranoid have huge amount of anxiety doing absolutely anything in my daily life and you know insecurities aside self-acceptance is one of the biggest things ever and like I think it plays a really crucial part in just life in general and yeah but either way I'll be doing a part two episode on self-acceptance and you know I'm running out of time guys but either way I hope you enjoyed this episode so far on just insecurities and I hope you guys have a great day and great night anyways don't forget to leave a review and a rating bye